We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for October 12th, 2014. Next report is a local uh, ABC News report, <clears throat> and uh, it's entitled Illegal Aliens Bringing Diseases Across the Border. So this heavily relates to what we were just hearing in the last uh, the last part of the teaching that I did, the gentleman that was the former Border Patrol uh, agent was talking about regarding these um, bringing all of these diseases across the border. Here we have even an ABC, a local type of ABC affiliate, talking about this. Director for answers, she says the president isn't giving. And to Texas now, where we're learning exclusively about a new health threat. Coming from illegal border crossers, the Border Patrol now worried about a virus outbreak. And ABC 15's Sabina Fergani is taking action to get that story in Texas. They're seeing crossers with contagious infections, and sources tell me right now, all that's separating the sick from the healthy, this caution tape, and agents tell me that's not enough. We're sending people everywhere, and... The average person, the average citizen doesn't realize what's going on down here. Agent Chris Cabrera's concerns go way past the hundreds of women and children that cross the Rio Grande River every day in southern Texas. We're having an outbreak of, uh, of scabies. That it's been going on for uh, a month or so now. The illegals will come across or jump that fence. Though. Texas border resident Jorge Garcia says word about the contagious skin infection is getting around. Our border patrol comes and checks with us almost on a daily basis here. And they told us about an outbreak of scabies here at the McAllen station. And that's not all. We're starting to see chicken pox. We're starting to see uh, staph infections. We're starting to see different viruses. Garcia believes the viruses are not confined to the detention center. Not long ago, a group of border crossers came knocking on his door. It was a seven-month-old baby. The baby was shaking and cold. It had a, a high fever. We're told the Department of Homeland Security called in the Coast Guard medics. This trailer is just one of many used to treat the sick. They're all contagious. So now we're transporting people to different parts of the state, different parts of the country, and some of these viruses uh, are, are asymptomatic at this point. They're not showing the symptoms. Just the fact that we're exposed to it, and so is everybody else here in South Texas, is a great concern to us. And thousands of those immigrants that were detained, then released, are now spread all over the United States, including Arizona. It's unclear how many were treated for illness. And as of right now, DHS has denied every request I've made to speak to medical staff and take towards the three facilities right here in Texas that are providing treatment. In McAllen, Texas, Navita Pagani, ABC 15 News. Well, the, now reaching out to the federal... The reason that they're being denied access to those facilities for any interviews or to film it is because they're, you know, the CDC, Homeland Security, all they're doing their level best in order to spread these things. It's, it's all by design. They bring them there. The lady said that all that's separating the supposed <clears throat> sick from the unsick is uh, this piece of yellow tape. And, and I'm sure all of the pathogens respect that yellow tape and say, ah, that is the imaginary line in the sand and we will not cross it because we are um, benevolent wonderful pathogens, and we will not mess around with that piece of yellow tape. I'm sure that they really respect that. So, again, they're, they're just breeding grounds. And then also, you think about it, they're, the, they're being transported to these facilities. Well, are the buses being disinfected after each transport? Are, are the <clears throat> facilities being disinfected? Are the 
you know, where they've been, what they've touched. I'm sure it's not. And then you, you start to think about Ebola, and you have a whole other set of of critical things to think about there. So, again, it's all being done by design, and now we're going we're gonna to progressively look at the fruit of this now, of where this is all leading. Next report. Mystery virus, EVD68, exploding among vaccinated children. Hmm. U.S. medical systems are clueless without a vaccine. This is from Natural News. The rapid explosion of mystery virus EV-D68 is sending hundreds of children to hospitals across Missouri, Colorado, Kansas, Utah, and eight other states. In Kansas City, about 475 children were recently treated at the Children's Mercy Hospital at hospital and at least 60 of them received intensive hospitalization care that was reported by CNN CNN goes on to report it's worse in terms of scope of critically ill children who require intensive care <clears throat> i would call it unprecedented i've practiced 30 years in pediatrics and i've never seen anything quite like this said dr marianne jackson the hospital's division director for infectious diseases what cnn and other media outlets are not reporting however is that this outbreak is occurring among vaccinated children children who have been vaccinated with mmr vaccines influenza vaccines polio and many others are the same children who are now being struck with this evd68 how do we know this because we know how the rabid pro-vaccine media consistently reports on viral outbreaks uh, vaccine media propaganda rule number one. If an outbreak ever occurs among unvaccinated children, then the published stories will strongly condemn parents for failing to vaccinate their children while promoting vaccines as the one and only true solution. Vaccine media propaganda number two. Rule number two. <clears throat> if there is an inconvenient fact about vaccines that the media doesn't want the public to know, it will withhold that fact from all stories. This was made abundantly clear in the recent media-wide blackout of the CDC whistleblower story, where the top CDC scientist, Dr. William Thompson, openly admitted to committing scientific fraud at the CDC in order to hide the link between the MMR vaccines and autism, um, which is, you know, I think absolutely the number one cause of autism is vaccinations. I mean, I, I worked with a guy, a chiropractor, who knew better, uh, went to the same college I went to, had both his kids vaccinated. They both got it the next day. They both all of a sudden were autistic. The day literally after they were vaccinated. I'm sure there's no correlation whatsoever. But there's whole support groups across the country for parents just like this that, that had <clears throat> autistic kids either were autistic literally like the day afterward or within a month they became autistic of receiving a particular vaccine. You know? And so that's just rampant. You know, and, and how you look at autism, which was nearly didn't exist in decades past. Now it's, you know, at this unbelievably high rate. Well, it's all by design. Every bit of it. <clears throat> Just like pretty much everything we talk about here when it comes to evil. Uh, you can click here to read the one secret letter Dr. Thompson sent to the CDC director, Director Julie <clears throat> Gerbindine. Sorry. Anyway, the admitted of the admitted cover-up, there's a link here in the PDF. The fact that the mainstream media is right now not blaming the EVD 
6A outbreak on unvaccinated children, in other words, is near conclusive proof that this outbreak is occurring among vaccinated children. Okay, because that you just have to, it's just, if you just look at this logically, that's where everything leads. Because there is no vaccine for EV-D68, uh, the media can't push vaccines as the solution for these infections. And so the media seems totally lost and clueless about what to report on. There's no mention of protecting children's immune system with vitamin C and D, zinc, colloidal silver, or the highly antiviral trace mineral selenium, and no mainstream media outlets even dare mention the words immune system support for fear that people might realize a strong immune system is far better that, than any vaccine at preventing infectious disease. I mean, your, your immune system is what God gave you to ward these things off. <clears throat> even when a child's lives are at stake, the media is so opposed to nutritional defenses that it consistently refuses to mention low-cost, high-safety, readily available nutrients that could save countless of lives during a pandemic outbreak. The over-reliance on vaccines and public health will ultimately kill millions of children in a real outbreak for the simple reason that vaccines are blindly relied upon. Um, Sorry about that. Vaccines are blindly relied upon. Sorry, I totally lost my spot here. That vaccines are blindly relied upon at the exclusion of all else. Any honest healthcare system that really cared about public health would have a multi-layered pandemic defense strategy, <clears throat> which included immune-boosting activities, nutritional defenses, personal hygiene reinforcement, and finally medical intervention as a last resort. Okay, so again, we're not like totally against medical intervention, but the problem is, is the medical system becomes more corrupt and part of this whole problem by the day. And we're going to be looking at that as well in much more depth uh, as we go further here. So let's go further. Uh, Some astounding quotes about the severity of this outbreak. This is, uh, these are all from either, most of them are from like health officials and Uh, These types of things. An unprecedented lung virus that has infected over 1,000 children across 10 states from the Midwest to the East Coast is likely to spread to the rest of the country, doctors have warned. The unusually high number of hospitalizations could be just the tip of the iceberg in terms of severe cases, said Mark Palanchish, a virologist and director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Division of Viral Diseases. This is from WorldNet Daily. Just weeks after the Obama administration let more than 37,000 illegal alien children into the U.S., and that's a lowball figure, obviously, without any screening, more than 1,000 kids across 10 states have been stricken with a respiratory virus. So just this just happened weeks. Remember what we've been warning about the, the diseases they're bringing? What we just talked about there? We just heard in the news report? What the gentleman in the, in the previous audio was talking about and how this is all by design well just weeks before he let in these thousands and thousands of illegal aliens into the u.s without health screening now all of a sudden more than a thousand kids and i'm sure that number's totally low-balled across 10 states have been stricken with a respiratory virus that they that they don't seem to have immunity toward prompting widespread concern about major outbreaks sweeping across the nation now knowing that these are vaccinated children that this is happening to, what does that tell you? That tells you that vaccinations 
so mess up your own immune system, because that's what they're designed to do, that they make you more susceptible, much more susceptible than unvaccinated children or unvaccinated adults for infection. And that's why they give them. They're, 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 the vaccinations are there to depopulate the planet, to create a weak, sickly, cursed population. Why do I say cursed? Because many of the vaccines are like a, nothing more than a witch's brew of garbage. They're at least 13, and I believe it's way more at this point, are cultured from, no, I know it's way more than 13 now. Um, I wanted to report on that this week, but I just my info just keeps getting pushed back. I don't even know how many are cultured off aborted um, babies at this time. Um, it's insanely bad. Insanely bad. Now, you can't tell me that God would bless you for getting a vaccine injected into you that has literally been cultured off an aborted baby. MMR, chickenpox, Varivax, the rabies vaccine, these are all cultured off human diploid cells that were derived from fetal human embryonic cells of aborted babies. You can prove this, you just go into a PDR, physician's desk reference, look up some of those, and it'll say it right there, human diploid cells, culturing media. That's what they grew them on. Okay, so these are designed to curse you. Body, soul, and spirit. Then they have all the other garbage they put in there that just annihilates you like mercury and squalene and aluminum and detergents. And they grow some of the vaccines off disease, green, Reese's, monkeys, kidneys. I'm not making this stuff up. They really do this. Okay? Off chicken embryos. Off. I mean, it's literally like, you know, you think of a witch around a cauldron and she's putting an eye of newt and, you know, the the the... Uh, all whatever garbage she's putting into her cauldron, that's what you get when you get a vaccine. Okay? You're dealing with the most wicked, evil people on the earth that are behind the vaccine movement. And you're going to trust them for whatever's being injected into your body, which could include microchips as well, because they've had microchip dust for decades now. So that's another thing that they could be putting in there. Uh, so, not something I would personally advise as a result of that. Let's go further here. <clears throat> uh, let's see. So, again, you got all of these illegal aliens pouring into the border. There's weeks later, now a thousand kids across ten states, I'm sure that's a lowball figure, how all of a sudden this new respiratory illness that's cropped up that they've never seen before. It's not like we're in the peak of winter. We're in early fall. And this is all happening. just happens to be weeks after all these illegal aliens really come into the United States in earnest. And we know they're bringing all kinds of diseases that we have probably never seen before in our country that they have seen in their third world country that they might have some type of immunity toward that we don't. And especially the vaccinated children sure don't have immunity for it. Because their immune system's already been compromised, not only from the vaccines, but from the all the garbage that they're eating, the chemtrails, the the fluoridated and the chlorinated water, all of the stuff that's being you know done to them in that regard. One more noteworthy twist on this entire story has been fielded by radio host Michael Savage, um, who is a very high IQ trained uh, epidemiologist, talk show guy. Yesterday, he said on his radio show, for 20 years, I've been trying to warn America about the unscreened immigrants being, immigrants being brought in. 
These are illegal aliens. Now, of course, it's coming home to roost, and the American people are being lied to by the Centers for Disease for the Centers for Disease Transmission. They used to be the CDC. Now they're the CD, the CDT, meaning the Centers for Disease Transmission. They're propagating it, okay? Which I couldn't agree more. Instead of stopping disease, the disease spread. They're encouraging it by not speaking out against bringing in infected children. Well, also, let's not just talk about the children, the teenagers and the adults, which are actually the vast majority, okay? Gang members and them, and then all the devils and demons they're bringing with them, and the whole Santa Muerte death cult, which is going to bring more death into America. When you worship the Grim Reaper, when you worship the Angel of Death, and you import that religion into America, well, it's going to bring death. Why do you think they have so much death in Mexico? Okay, with, with all of the drug cartels and all the killings and the beheadings and all the stuff that goes on. Well, they worship the angel of death. They, they, they literally will sacrifice to the angel of death to get more power, more money, more whatever. So you're bringing death in from that standpoint as well. Now, if you don't know what that is, key in um, Santa uh, or Muerte in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I've done whole studies on the Santa Morty death cult. That's a whole other thing that's being brought in to America. Um, I had a listener the other day send me a uh, thing. I'll, I'll see if I can find that. Yeah, I found it. It's something, it's from Cost Plus World Market. It, it's an online, uh, it's like an email that was sent to them. And they sell unique, authentic, and always affordable furniture, decorative, gifts, food, outdoor. Anyway, bring your Dia de los Muertos, Party to Life. Um, and it shows all of the Santa Muerte, which is typically typified by a skull, a really, like, tricked out, uh, artistically laden skull. Pictures of, I mean, they've got literally, like, tabletops. You, you can put your, um, your uh, chips in these, your your salsa dips, your they've got cups, little plastic cups, they've got glasses, all with the Santa Muerte death skull on them. They've got literal skulls you can buy. And you're going to bring these cursed objects into your house. You've got Santa Muerte, it looks like beer and wine, where it's literally on the beer and wine bottles. I'm sure that's not too cursed to drink. And then little Santa Muerte treats and death masks and um, Santa Muerte guitars and... Um, lunch boxes, it's nice, and uh, I'm sure they've got um, costumes, you can dress up like the Angel of Death as well, little banners and flags, all of these things are cursed objects, and this is one of the main, probably the main religion, and I mean religion because it is a major religion in, in Mexico and in Central America, that is being brought into America with particularly these uh, high-level drug cartel gangs that are that are coming in, and so that's just part of their way of life. So that's something else to think about that I really haven't got into uh, that much as of yet. Okay, okay. so back to Michael Savage's uh, remarks. Instead of stopping the disease spread, they're encouraging it by not speaking out against bringing in infected children and putting them in our public schools. It's astounding to me what they can get away with because of the ignorance of the public. Well, it's also ignorance, but it's also apathy. Anyway, uh, common sense is gone. What do you have? What do you expect to happen if you put a kid with a certain virus into a school 
where they've never been exposed to that virus, meaning they have no immunity. It's called an epidemic breakout. The population in America, which once enjoyed the greatest health on Earth, is now being devolved into a second world, really third world nation, in terms of health, because Obama is so corrupt and so evil. And that he's taken what was once the greatest nation on Earth and now devolving us into a, a second nation status. Really, third world, I think, is where we're heading. It's where they want us to be. Savage's argument is further supported by the graphic from World Net Daily, showing states which have received illegal immigrants correlating with states that have urgently contacted the CDC to ask for help concerning this sudden outbreak. Now, let me read that again, okay? because this is where the rubber really meets the road. This is what I was wondering about when... Where I started thinking when all this stuff started happening, wherever these diseased individuals are showing up, wherever they're being taken into the interior of the United States, because it's not like they're just sitting there all in Texas. No, no, they're 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 taking them into far into the interior of the United States to dilute them, to dilute their population, to also know that it's literally like they're going to try to spread this thing from the inside out. In other words, you wouldn't want to take everybody to, like, the tip of Washington if you were trying to infect all the United States. It would take much longer for all of the diseases that might have started in the tip of Washington to get down to the tip of Florida. But if you take them into the center of the United States and you let the whole thing work its way out, you're going to infect a lot more people. That's what our government is doing. That's what they. That's what the Obama administration is doing. They want to kill and infect as many people as possible. And so they brought them into these these particular states. Again, World Net Daily said, um, the Savage's arguments are supported by this graph. And here, I, I put the graph here. And what it is, is this is the enterovirus graph, states that have contacted the CDC for assistance and in, in, in disproportionately about this enterovirus, which was brought in from these illegal aliens. And we see a disproportionate amount in all of these states where the illegal aliens have been brought in. A disproportionate amount of, of these uh, contacts. So, these are states, these, this shows states which have received illegal immigrants correlated with states which have ur- urgently contacted the CDC to ask for help concerning the sudden outbreak. For once, the mainstream media can't blame unvaccinated children because there is no vaccine for the virus. That's why the medical advice currently circulating around the media for dealing with this outbreak is so remarkably worthless. They're basically saying, wash your hands. You know, um, <clears throat> that's the extent of it. I, I do post this graph here if you want to see the states that we're in reference to. Um, Oklahoma, uh, Nebraska, Colorado, Missouri, Indiana, um, Kentucky, Georgia, Ohio, and um, anyway, that's... Some of, the, some of the things to look at there. Now, consider the really pathetic reality of our present-day government and its failed medical system. Uh, let's see here. Shocking reality number one. Our current federal government refuses to secure the U.S. border and openly invites immigrants to walk right in, regardless of what they might be carrying from a public health point of view. Shocking reality two. Our medical system is a one-trick pony when it comes to pandemic prevention. That one trick is vaccines, and if there isn't a vaccine, the entire medical system is absolutely clueless about what to do. Three. 
medical authorities outright refuse to recommend any nutritional therapies that boost immune system defenses against pandemic diseases. Well, again, medically speaking, they think of our immune system as this vestigial thing that doesn't matter in, in, you know, you drug your body into good health, obviously. I mean, we, we've always, since the days of Christ and before that, back in the days of Noah, back in the days of Adam and Eve, we've always relied, obviously, on drugs and pharma, pharmaceuticals, pharmakia, which is the root word for sorcery. We've always re- relied on that to drug our bodies into good health. Everybody knows that. I mean, come on. You know, we've been pill poppers ever since Adam and Eve. All of us. Let's all let's all just come clean and admit it. You know, get it off our chest respectively as, as a global populace. It's always been the way it's been. No, it's never, ever been that way. And the most wicked, evil people are behind that movement. So this is super critical because this is, I believe, the thing that they're going to use to because of the information I'm getting ready to get into in the next parts, this is this is and as I've been saying since 06, when I did that 14-city tour about the avian flu, and this is no different. This is the same subject, just a different, um, a more virulent um, form of avian flu, a higher death rate than avian flu. This is just rehashed in a different way. Uh, this just seems to be the most logical way. If you were Satan and you were trying to kill as many people as possible on planet Earth... And do it in such a way where you could potentially come out smelling like a rose, where you could come and act as the the savior of all humanity, saying, "Oh, we have to, we we have the vaccine, we we have the cure eventually, but it's going to cost you, and 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 you can't refuse it, and, and we're going to have to impose martial law, and anybody that doesn't want to take it's going to have to, um, you know, come away to the FEMA camps, and and uh, you got to turn in your guns, and you got to give up all your rights, and and we have no choice because you know, hey, what can we? We couldn't help that that um." This all happened, even though we bioengineered this in a laboratory, and this is all by design, and it's all being done on purpose. But you bunch of saps out there don't know that, and so we're gonna we're gonna pull this one. And I'm not talking about my listeners; I'm talking about humanity in general. Is how the um, Illuminati looks at humanity. They look at them like the sheeple people, okay? And um, that's what their their agenda is. So let's go further. Shock and reality four. Many advocates of vaccines are also strong advocates of population reduction. They actually applaud the shrinking numbers of living humans on the planet. Um, so pandemics literally help them accomplish their goals. That's the answer, remarked Dr. Charles Antizen in a comment called in video. He said, quote, go out and use genetic engineering to create a better virus. And then there was laughter in the background. 25% of the population is supposed to go is supposed to go in contagion, meaning the movie contagion, okay? Um, even more, Bill Gates famously stated during a public presentation that vaccines could help lower the population by 10 to 15%. His exact words were, quote, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, and he said this at a, one of those TED conferences that they put on. Um, he says, now, if we could do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health care services like Planned Parenthood, we could lower that by perhaps 10 to 15%. So he's saying that if we do a great job on vaccines and health care and reproductive services, which is all in the same boat, this is all depopulation agenda, 
we can lower that um, the the population by ten to fifteen percent. Just doing that alone is what good old benevolent Bill's going to do. Who's going to burn in hell in the lake of fire forever? Yeah, that's that's his his agenda. All about death and destruction. You know, hey, all of them are pretty much in that boat. Don't believe that he said this. The video has been pulled from YouTube numerous times. Oh, I wonder why. But we've presented it at tvnaturalnews.com. Here's a link you can click to watch it for yourself. The video leaves no question whatsoever about Gates' advocacy of vaccines to reduce human population. Maybe now, with Ebola, the EV-68, the Chukununga virus, and other exploding pandemics that have suddenly taken hold across our world, coming up, many of them, either from Africa or Central America, Mexico to us, people like Bill Gates will finally get their wish now. A massive population wipeout may be just around the corner, and if you tune into CNN, they will probably feature 50 high-level scientists telling you all the different ways you can wash your hands while waiting for the CDC to rescue you with an experimental vaccine that carries a 40% fatality rate like the ZMAP Ebola drug. Alright, let's go further. Five biggest lies about Ebola being pushed by the government mass media. This is also from Natural News. Mike Adams. All the disinformation being spread about Ebola by the U.S. government and the complicit mass media will unfortunately make the Ebola pandemic far worse. That's because the public isn't being told the truth about how Ebola spreads and how individuals can help prevent transmission of the disease. At every level of media and government, protecting the financial interests of the drug companies appears to be far more important than protecting the public health. Um... So people aren't told the truth about how Ebola spreads and how they can increase their ability to survive the global pandemic. Here are five of the biggest lies being spread about Ebola right now. Once you've reviewed the lies, you can go to um, www.biodefense.com to learn more. Now, I have some differing views about how to approach this. I try to keep things as simple as possible. He's really, really big into using super low part per million silver which I totally do not agree with. It's like, if you're going to go to battle, would you rather have 10 troops or 5,000 or 10,000 troops? When you take a 10 part per million colloidal silver solution, and it's mostly ionic because it's electrically generated, um, you're really going in with a very small force. Do you really want to use a small force when dealing with Ebola? Is that really where you want to use that product? Okay. Um, Personally, I wouldn't even think about it. And I just... You know, I used to use that stuff. I used to sell that stuff before I knew better. Uh, but that's all he knows about. So anyway, and they're real big into the herbs, okay? I believe the herbs are all well and good. I'm a big believer in like echinacea, real echinacea, which is very, very hard to find. Um, and the only way that that can be done is if you have a company that's doing phytochemical profiling and all of the computer stuff they do to actually make sure it's real. Okay, Medierb from um, the one I use, it's actually a company based out of Australia, but it's the sister company, Standard Process. They make a really good, real echinacea. A real echinacea will do, uh, has alkaloids in it that will have a certain effect on your tongue. You put real echinacea on your tongue, you're going to get this crazy tingle. Really crazy tingle that you've probably never felt before. Really weird sensation. That's how you know it's real. Or at least that it's it's... It may not tell you the potency, but it tells you that there's real alkaloids in there. Um, very few companies make real echinacea. 
So, again, it really qualities everything with what we're talking about here. Uh, and this is why I get so big into, is what you're taking whole food? Is it, is it the way God put it here? Is it real true vitamin C? Or is it ascorbic acid made in 50-gallon barrels at Hoffman La Roche and, and, and labeled as vitamin C? But it's not vitamin C. It's a drug, essentially. It's really important you're taking whole food um, supplements of whatever you're, you're trying to do. I'm more into... Your body doesn't have herbal deficiencies, okay? You don't have an echinacea deficiency. You don't have a go-to-cola deficiency in your body. But you can have a vitamin C deficiency. You can have a selenium deficiency. Silver, you really don't have a deficiency. And there is there are actually therapeutic uses, obviously, for silver in the body. Silver acts as, an, as a secondary immune system in the body, okay? It acts independently of your own immune system. So somebody that had a compromised immune system, if they took silver, they could compensate for quite a bit. It will not do, um, it might give your primary immune system a break in, in, in that regard, but it's not going, it, it's not feeding the primary immune system of your body. Things like selenium, zinc, vitamin D3, uh, vitamin C, calcium, uh, a good form of calcium, not calcium carbonate, but like um, um, the, the Calcium from lactic acid, not not calcium lactate from milk so much, but calcium derived from the salt of lactic acid. Um, those are really good things that stimulate white blood cells, um, primary immune system function. They they feed the body the things that those things like white blood cells, like the immune system, use. Whereas herbs tend to stimulate the body's immune processes. But what if your own immune system is already doing really, really bad? Like a ton of people's immune systems are. Because it doesn't have the primary things in place. Like the C, the D3, the selenium, the zinc, the calcium, these types of things. If you don't have those things, echinacea is not going to put it in you. That's what you have to understand. Echinacea will work much better if your immune system has already been fed. In other words, let's not put the cart before the horse. I will say build up your primary immune system first. Okay, Rely on something like echinacea and a high part per million mild silver protein as a backup or if you run into a pandemic situation where it's like life or death. I mean, I, I, there's no product I know stronger than the like the five to 10,000 part per million colloidal silver. I mean, I just don't know of anything stronger from a, from a natural alternative standpoint. And, but each has its place, and that's, that's the point. Now, it's a proven fact with Ebola that it depletes your vitamin C and your selenium levels down to basically nothing. For some reason, and I, selenium's highly antiviral, okay, and vitamin C has huge, huge effects on the immune system. And it also has huge effects on the blood vessels. And this is why the people that get Ebola bleed out of every orifice, because all of the bioflavonoids and the vitamin C that you would normally have, let's say, in your body, has been just depleted to nothing, and the blood vessels literally start to rupture because of that. Okay, so I think the two... According to the research I've seen, and this is just isn't my opinion. I mean, according to a lot of research, I've put this out in previous studies. Vitamin C and the selenium are, if you could just do two things to support primary immune system function, 
those two things. I'm not saying it's the only thing. I'm saying if you could only do two things. Okay? I like the innate uh, force of the uh, innate response formulas. C400 and C powder. Because they're whole food. They're whole food vitamin C products. I'm not saying they're not made elsewhere. But I just did did a comparison the other day with that Dr. Schultz is a, a, a listener told me about them. It looks like a really good product. I ordered it. But I did a label comparison, and it literally takes five of their tablets to equal, and literally five of their tablets lacking a lot of the things that the innate response formula has, to equal one tablet of the C400, as far as milligrams of vitamin, whole food vitamin C that you're getting. So it's really super mega expensive when you start doing the math. The, the C400, it's the professional line that I use, and it has all kind of other stuff that a consumer line wouldn't have, okay? And I like it for that reason as well. The selenium, whole food selenium from the Nate Response Formulas. I just think it's the best. I've used it. Uh, I've always had a... Uh, my immune system is one of the weakest things I've ever dealt with in my life. And I know when something has an effect on it. And I'd say that the selenium and the C400, uh, for me, is just... I take it every day. Every day. I don't do the silver every day. And I've said this before. If you are very much prone to candida and yeast, 10 drops a day of the 5,000, uh, 10 to 15 drops, that is very good to keep that in check. Um, and if you're obviously going after certain things that you want to actually eradicate in the body, yeah, you can go on. But I don't do it necessarily every day um, because... I'm I'm building up my primary immune, my primary immune system with these other things uh, that I talked about selenium C zinc some D3 um, other stuff that I take the whole food multis and things like that and um, the the like the C the uh, muscle for protein the five thousand and the ten thousand. I will do that to keep candida levels in check maybe 10, 15 drops twice a week okay. But I'm not doing a lot beyond that. Unless I feel like I'm going to fight something, like if I'm fighting something off or whatever. That is going to be better suited to be used in a pandemic-like scenario, primarily. Okay, where it's life or death. That's how I would, I would say is the best way to use it. So, understand, herbs have their place. But I wouldn't primarily rely on an herb if you have, it, it, like most people, low selenium levels, low... Um, Extremely low vitamin C. We can't store it in the body, really. We, we, animals can. We can't. So we're at a big disadvantage there. Very, very low vitamin D3 levels in the systems. Low zinc. No amount of echinacea is going to bring those levels up. It's not going to put that into your system. Okay? Unless there's some intrinsic amount of that in the echinacea itself. Okay? But if they're already there, echinacea will work much better because it has something to stimulate. It's stimulating certain things in the immune system, which allow, if, if those cofactors are already there, now it can really work well. Now it can really work good. And in that regard, it's very good. Excellent, excellent um, uh, product to take. But I don't ever primarily rely on herbs for these types of things. I would more, much more rather, rather rely upon whole food pro, uh, products like the C, like the selenium, D3, the zinc, and those for the obvious reasons that I've stated. So I just wanted to kind of go over that a little bit because um, 
I don't agree with everything Mike Adams says on what to do about this. Okay, in fact, I would disagree with him on a lot of stuff. Low part per million silver and herbs? No, that's not how I'm going to tell. I'm going to stick with what I've been saying, and I believe that is the most solid approach of any approach I have heard. I, of course, I'm biased, you know, uh, but I believe that is the most solid approach of anything I have heard on the internet as of yet. Okay, regarding this. Now, let's go further here. Lie number one. Ebola won't ever come to the United States. These are, these are lies we've been told. Uh, well, this lie was shattered just a week ago when the CDC confirmed Ebola in a hospital patient in Dallas. So at the time of the writing, it was a week ago. Not only has Ebola already spread to America, but a top scientist who used to work for the FDA now says this is, this is only the beginning and that Ebola will spread in America. Okay, so then lie number two, Ebola is only spread via direct contact with bodily fluids. This outrageous medical lie may soon cost the lives of millions of innocent people. In truth, Ebola can spread through the air over short distances via aerosols or airborne particles like if somebody sneezed. Um, Ebola can also spread via contaminated surfaces when an infected patient makes contact with the surface, such as a doorknob or an ATM keypad. They, they may leave behind Ebola virus, which survives for many minutes or hours in an open depending on environmental conditions, temperature, humidity, sunlight. Um, big one there. Another person who touches the same surface may become infected um, by simply touching it with their, um, let's say you touch a keypad, then you touch your own eyes, or you touch your nose, or you touch your mouth. Okay. Yeah, I think you get the picture. The ability of Ebola to spread via contaminated surfaces is why victims in Africa have become infected by riding in taxi cabs. This also means any form of tr public transportation, airplanes, ambulances, subways may harbor the virus and accelerate the spread of an outbreak. Something to think about. Like all viruses, Ebola is destroyed by sunlight, but it can remain viable for surprisingly long times in environments where sunlight never reaches, such as underground subways, which are the perfect breeding grounds for viral transmission. Lie number three, don't worry, health authorities have everything under control. This overarching lie about Ebola that's been repeated by the U.S. government is don't worry, we have everything under control. Of course, the fact that an infected Ebola victim just flew into the country with Ebola then walked around the city of Dallas for 10 days while carrying Ebola utterly belies the false promise of health authorities who claim to have everything under control. The Dallas hospital surprised nearly everyone. The sobering fact of the matter is that despite all the money being spent on the homeland security, DHS has no intention of stopping Ebola from walking right into the USA, including on foot, um, over our wide open southern border, which we've just been talking about at length there. If the U.S. government has everything under control, why did the government just order 1,600, no, I'm, I'm sorry, 160,000 Ebola hazmat suits? Why did Obama, and there's a link to that story if you'd like to see that, why did Obama just recently sign an executive order authorizing the forced government quarantine of anyone showing symptoms of infectious disease? There's a link to that. I covered that in a previous study. Line number four. The only defense against Ebola is a vaccine or pharmaceutical drug. This lie may get millions of people killed if the Ebola outbreak gets worse in a desperate bid to make sure Ebola generates billions of dollars in profits because that's another gigantic motivator. Um, for vaccine makers and pharmaceutical companies, the CDC, the FDA, and even the FTC routinely censor truthful information about natural treatments that might hold promise, such as colloidal silver. Uh, again, 
why I would highly advise um, teachings I've done on Ebola recently. You might want to try to get them downloaded, like on a USB, a flash drive, something. And the PDFs, where I get into, like last week's, particularly, where I go over the, even the, the information I got into this week on um, the bleach and the other chemical I talked about. Um, you really, I would highly advise you get them tucked away somewhere on a flash drive, not even on your computer, but on a, on a flash drive. It won't, it won't, you can hold, um, like on a 10 gig flash drive, you can hold a ton of, ton of info on there. And it would just be good to be able to reference the stuff because I've obviously, I've been covering this now for weeks, not every week, but, but for weeks, months, and, um, we've gone over a lot of information and yes, a lot of it is somewhat redundant, but I've also got into different facets of this in different studies. So might be something you want to avail yourself to. Um, let's go further here. Companies that offer essential oils and colloidal silver products have already been threatened with criminal arrest and prosecution by the FDA. Okay, so this is already starting to happen here. Okay, they do not want any kind of natural cures being promoted to help this at all. And you have to understand that. This is Satan saying that. This is Satan saying, I don't want any natural alternative things even remotely promoted about any kind of preventative with Ebola. We want you to totally go whatever we tell you to do, and that's going to be a vaccine or some ungodly drug, pharmacia, that they're going to release. And again, it's like saying, going to Satan and saying, oh, Satan, you would never, ever steer me in the wrong direction. I know. I mean, you're Satan. I mean, come on. You're a good guy. And you would never steer me the wrong way. So it's just insane to trust the most wicked devils on the planet for your health. It's what it all boils down to. So let's go further. Fact number one, the FDA refuses to conduct any testing on natural or alternative therapies such as colloidal silver, in order to find out their efficacy. Fact number two, the FDA openly rubber-stamped the treatment of Ebola patients with the entirely unproven experimental drug ZMAP, which has so far resulted in around a 40% fatality rate in Ebola patients. How exactly is that an unproven pharmaceutical okay to use as a treatment for Ebola, but an herb or a natural remedy is completely unacceptable and possibly illegal? Well, it's a double standard of this so-called science is, is breathtaking. Where is the FDA's warning letter to the manufacturer of ZMAP? Oh, wait, instead of receiving a letter of warning from the FDA, the ZMAP manufacturer received a $42 million grant from Health and Human Services because Satan's going to give money where he can do the most damage and have the most control and make the most profit. Okay, so that's how Satan works. Fact number three. The FDA openly allows billions of dollars of pharmaceuticals to be prescribed each year for health conditions they were never approved for. This is the so-called off-label prescribing, and it's a huge part of the pharmaceutical industry's profit model. The mainstream media remains complicit in the systematic oppression of natural cures, printing the FDA's propaganda while completely avoiding any balanced reporting that might highlight the extraordinary antiviral capabilities of many medicinal herbs, as I've described in Episode 6 of Pandemic Preparedness. There's a link to that. But again, again, I... Listen, you're putting the car before the horse if you're going to go with herbs. If you have a ton of herbs sitting in your house and none of this other stuff I told you about, knowing that Ebola totally annihilates 
all of your stores of vitamin C and selenium, to me, that is a very unwise approach. The herbs are not going to put back the C and the selenium unless the herb inherently has those things in them. Okay? And that's normally not the case. Herbs are typically stimulators of things, but it has to have the raw materials in the body to work properly. That's why herbs, well, quality issues are huge things, why herbs don't work on a lot of people. The other thing is you could have the best quality herb on the planet, but if you give it to somebody and they don't have these other cofactors I mentioned, well, the herb's not going to work very good. Okay? That's just the way it goes. So I hopefully I've kind of clarified that. That's why you don't see me emphasizing herbs so much. You know, um, I have Medi-Herb that I have a shelf of Medi-Herb that, but it's compared to the standard process that I have, I'm like looking at it right now. I've got like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different little shelves of standard process product line. They are whole food and I've got one shelf, not even a full shelf of Medi-Herb. Okay. And so those are the products I try to have on hand for, you know, what I do when I will recommend a nutrient. That shows you my priority. Well, then I've got two shelves of, of innate response formulas. Again, whole food. Now, there are some herbs in um, the standard process and in the innate. And, and in that fact, they use them typically as a um, synergist. Uh, they may help to activate other things in the whole food products. I think they're great used in, in that manner. And I think herbs are great, but bear in mind, um, you having a solid nutritional whole food base is, I think, the most important thing when, when it comes to your, your immune system and really all bodily functions. You, you have to have that first. It's your foundation. So let's go further here. Uh, let's see. Okay, so going further, if we really want to stop the spread of this viral pandemic right now, both the government and the media should be urging citizens to boost their immune defenses by consuming more, more nutritious foods, whole food, you know, vitamins, herbal, spices, superfoods, and antiviral plants, which include things like peppermint, basil, rosemary, cinnamon, oregano, and that's true, uh, just to name a few. Everyone should be immediately urged to make sure they have sufficient levels of C, D, selenium circulating in their blood, just to name a few. Line number five, Ebola came out of nowhere and was a random fluke of nature. The modern-day version of Ebola that's so aggressively circulating today may actually be a um, bioengineered virus. According to one scientist who wrote a front-page story in Liberia's largest national newspaper, Ebola is a genetically modified organism, declared Dr. Cyril Broderick, professor of plant pathology, and he did this in, front, in the front story published in the Liberian Observer. He goes on to explain that Dr. Leonard Horowitz confirmed the existence of an American military medical industry, and he's the guy that really um, found out that AIDS was created in a laboratory and spread to um, African populations via their hepatitis B vaccines and also gay male populations in the hepatitis B vaccine in 1978, I believe, in the populations of uh, San Francisco and Chicago and I believe New York. And that's why it first emerged in gays and in um, the black populations in Africa. That's why AIDS, because of these vaccines that were given them. It was given to them on purpose. Okay, So, um, 
Dr. Horowitz confirmed the existence of American military medical industry that conducts biological weapons tests under the guise of administering vaccinations to control diseases and improve the health of black Americans, Africans overseas. Improve the health, yeah, right. Now, if you don't believe that, just key in uh, Dr. Leonard Horowitz and um, the term emerging viruses. You can watch the whole video presentation. It's it's pretty old. I, I've I had it and and um, watched it many many times. I think I went ahead on VHS. I mean that's how long I had it. Long ago I had it, and I've known about this for that long. And I mean his information's you know right 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 on the money. I don't view his um, <laughs> his view of religion. He's he's new age. And I I don't point people to him ever for that reason. But regarding this, what he found out about AIDS, oh man. I mean, it's, he nails these guys, this Dr. Gallo. Anyway, um, that's something that you could just go up right now on YouTube and look at. So again, this has been a long-term, not like Johnny-come-lately type plan of extermination of the masses. And um, this, to me, of all the things I've ever seen on a global scale, has the most potential to be the most aggressive plan yet. Now, they've had this plan before. They had it back in 06 with the avian flu. Big reason I did that tour. To create enough public awareness, enough prayer, so that it would be stopped. Um, they've tried it in um, was 2009 with the swine flu. They tried it also with another re-emerging, the, the uh, avian. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, there's been certain things, but this... Of all the things I've personally witnessed, this thing with Ebola, and now the thing with the open borders, and this this other virus that we've been talking about, that's in, that's infecting all of these uh, vaccinated school children, knowing that we're going into winter, knowing all the other factors involved, knowing all of the things ISIS has said about we will infect our warriors and send them into America to infect your whole population and kill as many of you as we can. That all of these things and all of this coordinated effort and the fact that I believe Obama, the the word has has gotten out to a a large extent. A lot of people have woke up. They're getting more desperate. They're getting more flagrant. I have never seen even remotely um, a more aggressive push towards this from the New World Order. With all the telltale signs that they're really going to go through with it this time. If God permits them. But then again, you look at the decadence of America. You look at all of the, the wickedness that goes on in the planet. 125,000 abortions per day, according to whose statistics in America? I mean, I mean, in the world? Worldwide. Now, I'm not just talking about America. Worldwide. According to what they admit to, the who, 125,000 abortions per day. Just think of... A, like places, these abortion clinics where, just like in the old times, like, you know, where Leviticus would condemn this in the Bible, and they've, ha- they've got their, their whole, like, temple set up to Moloch, where you would come in there and bring your child and sacrifice it to Moloch. Well, that's going on all over the world, 125,000 times per day, per day. And that's probably a conservative figure. All of that innocent blood crying out from the land. God's probably saying, well, what about the mercy you should have shown these children? 
they're being destroyed in the womb before they even have a chance. They're being sacrificed, you know, to the God of, um, I don't even know. I mean, you could say Artemis, Chemosh, Molech, Lilith. These are all ritual child sacrifice fallen angels. But it's almost to the God of convenience. To the God of, I don't want the financial burden. I don't want the burden of raising a child. That type of thing. That by itself, God's only going to put up with that so long before judgment falls. So this may be it. I couldn't blame the Lord Jesus Christ. I couldn't blame Father God for letting this come upon the planet. I mean, if we really look at this objectively, from a biblical standpoint, and that's just, I think that's the main thing going on that would grieve God, but it's surely not the only thing. (laughs) We could, you know. Anyway, so let's go further here. Um, Further supporting this genetic engineering research claim, the U.S. government patented Ebola in 2010. I've I've discussed this in some previous studies. And now claims intellectual property ownership over all Ebola variants, meaning mutations. That patent number is CA274152-3A1. Viewable at this link. There's a link you can click on it. It's always good to have a patent on on how you're going to destroy humanity. Anyway, read more about this patenting of Ebola and its control over its research in this Natural News article. So you can read more. I mean, if you don't believe that, here's all the proof. Here's all the proof about it. This means the U.S. government's claim all control over Ebola research, too, because any research and project involving replication of the virus would violate the government's patent. In fact, the vastly improved transmission ability of the Ebola strain currently circulating compared to previous outbreaks in past years has many people convinced that this strain is a weaponized variant which either broke out through containment protocols at government labs, which I don't believe, or was intentionally deployed as a population control center. Remember the gentleman that was speaking in the first uh, hour of the uh, thing? The Border Patrol, former Border Patrol agent? How he said that there, it's really weird, the three cities that it started in this time, instead of starting in the jungle and working its way in, it started in main populated cities, and now it's working its way out? Well, that would appear to be that it was released on purpose. If you're going to release something and you wanted to affect the maximum number of people, you would obviously do it in the most highly populated cities and areas. So, this is what we're dealing with. Pretty heavy-duty stuff. Several U.S. scientists have openly called for global depopulation using genetically engineered bioweapons such as Ebola. Dr. Eric Pianca of the University of Texas at Austin reportedly advocated the use of Ebola to wipe out 90% of human population. According to LifeSite News, and this is all referenced, what I'm going into, uh, it appears he, he may soon get his wish if the current Ebola explosion continues, the global population may be in serious jeopardy and in many months could die. Now, literally, this is something where I could put this teaching up tonight, and let's say, okay, now we've got this second confirmed case. I, I had a listener this week email me and talk about... Um, a nurse that, that I think he knew that worked at a St. John's Hospital in like Missouri. And they got, they got an Ebola patient there. They've just been told to keep a lid on it. They, listen, they never tell us the truth, ever. 
I think when they get to the point where they can't keep the lid on it anymore, then that's when they're, it's going to really get bad really quick. That could be this week. could be next week. It could be a month from now. It could be three months from now. I don't know. I think a lot of it is... Well, all of it's what the Lord Jesus Christ is going to permit, ultimately. But if he does permit this, it would boil down to what Satan's agenda is trying to accomplish, when it's trying to accomplish it, when when they're ready to actually really ramp this up. And when that happens, I got a feeling the internet's going to be gone. You know? I mean, real quick. Because it's the main tool, they could take any type of conservative talk radio show down easily. And not to say you're getting the full picture from anybody like Sean Hannity or these guys anyway. You know? But at least they're trying to have some type of conservative bent to them, you know, for the most part. Um, At least Sean Hannity's been reporting on the evil of ISIS. That type of stuff. I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying. At least there's, there's some semblance of of, you know what I mean, trying to move into the right direction there. A lot of stuff they leave out, obviously. A lot of stuff they get wrong. But, man, if all that stuff dried up overnight, and all the executive orders are in place to do it, oh, boy. Yeah. So you could find yourself in a really dire situation in a very short period of time. And I always felt that that's the way that they want to do it. The way they would want to bring this order out of chaos, this oro ab cal, the, the motto of the 33rd degree Freemason, is through shock and awe. All at once. Hit us, hit us hard, hit us repeatedly, and keep hitting us. We haven't really been hit yet. We're, this is all leading up to something. And I shudder to think how dark it's going to get. And, and unless the Lord Jesus Christ intervenes, I cannot see us getting through this winter without something major happening here. I mean, fall into winter. Um, A lot of people are waking up, and that also makes them very nervous. So, I hope I'm wrong. And and I'm not saying, I'm not making a prediction at all, because I've seen the Lord intervene over and over again. I didn't think when we went into 2010, we were going to get out of 2010. But the Lord has been very merciful and, um, I believe, pushed their timeline quite a bit, you know, back through his intervention. So, I'm going to go ahead, and I probably need to end part, yeah, I'm going to end part two here, and we will go to part three next. So, God bless you.